Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode ever of Confessions of a Christian Chick. I'm so happy to be doing this podcast. I'm so happy to be here. This podcast is long overdue. I was supposed to start this podcast since January, and here I am in August. I know, don't judge me, but you know what? I'm back on it. I'm back on my goals, and this year is not going to go by without me completing what I was supposed to start, okay? Okay. (laughs) So my name is Amanda. I'm the voice behind Confessions of a Christian Chick. This podcast is really just the life of a Christian woman. Like we as Christian women, we as women in general, we go through so many things. And I just feel like sometimes we're not talking about it. We're not being real with ourselves. We're not being real with each other. There are so many topics from Christianity to dating, to relationships, to working out, to being on a diet, to starting a business. You know, so many things that we all go through and we just need to be real with each other. So that's the the point of this podcast, to just give you open and unfiltered topics. And I'm going to have guests. I'm going to have my homegirls. I'm going to have my homeboys. Yes, there will be men on the show, but we're just going to talk about life in general and just talk about everything that we go through as women and as human Christian human beings in general. So now that I got that out the way, this first episode is kind of like, um, it's an episode that I really wanted to start with because I do feel like it plays a huge role in who we are as Christians and the way we move as a Christian. So for me, I've grown up in the church. Um, I, I, I went to church with my mom from a young age. Shout out to my mama. <laughs> but I've been in church. But then I went to that point in my life where I was just kind of straying away, um, doing my own thing, doing things that I had no business doing. But, you know, you live and you learn. But now that I came back, I did feel like there was a missing piece. And I kind of had to ask myself, like, what am I missing? What do I feel like is missing from my walk with God? And the frustration for me at the time was I felt like I wasn't hearing from God. I felt like I would pray, but I wouldn't really hear anything in response. And, you know, I would meet people and they'd be like, yeah, God told me this. And I'm like, oh, wow, like God told you that? God himself told you that? And I used to be like, how come God ain't telling me anything? <laughs> like, what's going on? So I had to really, really reevaluate some things and had to ask myself, like, well, you know what? God is always speaking to us in different ways. But what am I doing? What can I do better to put myself in that position where I'm actually hearing from God? So... I started doing some soul searching. <laughs> I did start really getting into it and start try- and started to try and figure out ways as to how I can hear God more. So I would say back in the beginning of this year, pretty much once a year, I always do. Um, I just take some time to myself and really just get into myself, see if I'm reaching my goals, just focusing on myself. So I did come up with some ways that I feel like helped me hear better from God and hopefully can help you hear better from God. The first thing I do want to say, though, is God speaks to everyone in different ways. If you're a parent, you know this firsthand. You can have five kids, but you have to speak to all of them in different ways. Some kids, you just give them that look, and they already know the deal. They know what time it is. Other kids, you have to be like, Billy, can you please stop doing that? And Billy will probably stop. But some kids, (laughs) you have to scream. 
<laughs> and I'm not saying that God screams at us, but I'm just saying that to say that you may have a friend that God speaks to through dreams. You may have a friend that God speaks through through prophecies and, and visions. So you do kind of have to identify the way that God speaks to you. Once you know that, it will be help. It will be helpful for you to be able to actually start hearing from him. So one of the ways I feel like I discovered to hear God better is by isolating myself. And um, I know that in this day and age, it, it is a little bit hard to remain isolated because, you know, social media is always there. Your phone is always there. You know, you're pretty much around people. You go to work, you go to church, wherever it, wherever it is, people are there. But there does have to be a point in your life where you're just you're just disconnected. It's just you and God. You know, put your phone on, do not disturb, turn off your TV, just be with him. Because if not, you'll never be able to hear from him. Just imagine if you're in the room with someone and you know you're trying to talk to them, but they're texting or they're watching TV. How are they gonna fully be able to hear and comprehend what you're telling them if the focus is not on you? So there's a scripture in the Bible. It says, it's Luke 5, um, verse 16. It says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray. So that goes to show me that if Jesus himself knows the importance of isolating himself and withdrawing to lonely places, what more us that wants to hear from him? We do literally have to just separate ourselves from people at times and just focus on God and God alone. I believe that in that way, he can really speak to you and just like show you and tell you things that you may be wanting to seek him for. That worked for me. I remember this year um, in March, for the for the month of March, I just deleted the Instagram app. I, I deleted all the um, social media apps because it's crazy. I'll be like, oh, yeah, when I get home, I want to do this. Before you know it, I spent two hours on Instagram just scrolling away. And then I just had to check myself like, hmm, no. So I did that. It worked for me. I was actually able to um, come up with some ideas during that one month. So I just figured like, oh, wow, like this really did work for me. But um, hey, procrastination. But that's another that's another episode for another day. <laughs> the second one is an obvious one, but you do have to pray. I mean, praying is just communicating with God. Um, when you're having a conversation with someone, you talk, they talk back. If you're never really talking, you know, what What are they going to say? So you do have to pray. I mean, for me, I was playing myself for a lot of years. I just would pray just briefly like, you know, dear God, thank you for this day. Um, you know, protect me as I go out, blah, blah, blah. Nothing, nothing too in-depth. And I just realized, like, that's not really how you get the job done. <laughs> like, you got to pray, pray. So now... I pray more. I pray often. I pray whenever. I don't have to be like, oh, I'm only I can only pray in the morning or I can only pray at night. Whenever I need to talk to God, I'm praying. Like I don't care if I'm driving. I don't care if I'm at work when someone is trying to try me. I pray real quick, like God, give me the words to say, direct me, lead me, speak through me, whatever the situation may be. You can pray at any time, but that's really how you can communicate with God. Second Chronicles Chapter 7, um, verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That's deep. That's deep. 
Because God is basically telling you, if you would just turn from your wicked ways, pray to him, you know, he will hear you from heaven. For me, that's pretty much what I need to know. Another really important way that you can hear from God better. And this way, trust me, when I tell you this way, I don't like this way myself. I dread it. Um, I don't know. It's, it is fasting. Fasting, fasting, fasting. When I hear that word, I'm just like, oh, no. Because, listen, when it comes to food, honey, me and food are like besties. We're like the number five and six. We right there. We close to each other. I think about food almost like 80% of my day just because I I just really love food. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. I love to eat. So when I think about fasting, I'm just like, oh, man, is there another is there another way that I can go about this? But you know what? Fasting is so, so, so important because when we are depleting our physical bodies, we're able to fill up our spiritual body. And that's so important. When we're fasting, we're pretty much empty, you know, we're empty for that duration. So we, and and that's another reason why you need to be careful what you surround yourself with when you're fasting, because you're filling yourself up with whatever it is. So when you're in that mode of fasting and praying and seeking God, all you have to do, all God has to do is to fill you up. Like you're so empty. So that's why fasting is so important because at that moment, you're you're one with him. I feel like you're just there. You're just open and it's just like, God, like, what do you got to say? Because I am listening. A story in the Bible that really showed me the importance of fasting. And yes, we know Jesus, we, Jesus himself fasted. So we do all know about that. But um, the story of Queen Esther I'm sure most of you may know the story, but just to paraphrase it is um, Esther was a young woman and she was basically um, she went through a year of preparing herself to be queen. Right. So but Esther was a Jew. The king didn't know that at the time. So the king's people came up with this. And guys, when I tell you I'm paraphrasing like crazy right now, please just go read the book of Esther. (laughs) Don't judge me. But the king has some people that basically they set this new rule that everyone has to bow to them. But Esther's uncle was not having it. He was not bowing to nobody but his Lord and Savior. Okay, so basically the king's people found out that he was a Jew and they were like, you know what? Because of you and your stubbornness, we're going to have all the Jews killed. So the king summons Esther and he's like, listen, sis. Just because you're in this palace, you must not know what's going on out here, but they're trying to kill all the Jews. Don't forget that you're a Jew too. So don't forget, don't think that because you're sitting up in the palace, you're not going to be affected, but it's going to come to light. So then Esther tells her uncle, she tells them, and I'm going to read this one because I don't want to be paraphrasing this, but it says, go gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days or nights. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. That's some serious stuff right there. Because number one, the law back then was you couldn't go see the king unless he summoned you. Mind you, she was queen, but she still couldn't just waltz up into his room. So she had to be summoned by the king. 
So she told her uncle to go fast for three days. And the reason that's so important because she put so much trust in fasting and the power of fasting and the benefit of fasting that she knew that if they fast and they're in one accord, that God is going to answer their prayers. She's going to be able to go to the king and speak on um, behalf of the Jews. So for me, although it's not like she wanted to hear from God, but it just shows that the power of fasting, of what fasting can actually do is, is crazy. Like, if you're really trying to seek God, just fast. And the thing is, you can start off slow. I'm not saying you need to go start a 40-day fast or a 100-day fast. Absolutely not. If you want to just pick one day a week, fast for one day until you build yourself up. If it's not something that you do all the time. God will help you. Trust me. God is not a God of, he's not wicked. He's going to meet us at our needs and he's really going to help us when it comes to us being genuine about things that we're trying to improve in our lives. So you know what? Try it out. See how it goes for you. So, so far we have isolation, we have prayer and we have fasting. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But yeah, we have fasting. Another one I think is important um, when you're trying to hear from God is actually just surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And, um, you know, I just feel like no matter what you're doing in life, if you want to be a doctor, it makes sense to have some, at least some doctor friends because they can help you. They can give you advice. If you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a makeup artist, no matter what it is, it's good to have people surrounding you in that field too. So the same thing if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian and you don't have any Christian friends, it's going to be hard because trust me, in this world that we're living in, it's easier to do bad than to do good. So eventually, those people are going to influence you the opposite way as opposed to you influencing them to Christ. So have some Christian friends because believe it or not, God can speak through other people. You know, you may be looking for a specific answer and you hit your homegirl up and she randomly starts talking about something and it's like, yo, like this is what I, like I needed this, you know, like God is really speaking through you right now. So That's really important. If you don't have anyone edifying you or speaking life into you or speaking life around you, it may be hard. So surrounding yourself with like-minded people is very important. I'm not saying that, oh, because you're a Christian, you, you have to cut off, you know, all your friends. Like, absolutely not, because you still can be a light, but you also still need people that are going to be an even brighter light, if you feel what I'm saying. But, um, I just I just really do know the importance of having friends that can pray with you or pray for you or, you know, send you a Bible scripture or because you never know, like that Bible scripture can just hit at the because I know that y'all know how it feels when you're going through something and you read that scripture and you're just like, what? Mind you, the scripture has been in the Bible this whole time, but at that point in your life, it just hit differently. So it's just nice when you have friends that you can count on to encourage you and lift you up like that because God can use them and he can speak through them at any time. So, um, that's just really, that's just really important. But you know what? Um, I just feel like if you try and implement these things in your life, God will really, really help you. And he will really, you know, um, meet you at the point of your needs. I can't say that I'm at the point in my life where I'm just hearing God's voice clearly, like Amanda, don't eat that cake. (laughs) Well, God do be telling me that, but I'm not saying that it's like that, but I'm just saying, I know now, like when I pray, I just feel it in my spirit. Like, okay, do this or don't do that. Or, you know, I just feel it so heavy and I'm able to make 
confident decisions. I'm able to go into things knowing like, you know what? Nah, this is completely supported by God or it's like, no sis, you're do- if you do this, you're on your own type of thing. So I'm able to differentiate that now. And that's really important for me and my life and the direction I want my life to go in. So this is what I've been doing to help me. And I pray that you guys can, you know, maybe pick up some tips here and there and you know, help help yourself too. And if you do have any other ways that you think, please feel free to to let me know. You can follow um this page at at Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram and send me a DM or just you know share your experiences with me or your stories with me. And you know what? I'm looking forward to talking to y'all on the next episode and getting into it. So y'all have a good one. Bye.